let's freaking go. And if you guys are UFC fans, and I get I, you guys obviously are, you will be just as excited as I am for this podcast, but also just for last week's card in general. Because yesterday, I'm so glad because I had to like house it with Bianca, and we watched all the fights. Not yesterday, or no but Saturday. Saturday. We had to watch. All, yeah, obviously not yesterday because that would be too on track for us. What's one of the <laughs> yeah. What's one of the one things that you have to do to build a consistent following and be good? Like, is be consistent with your work. And what does Kellen not do? that so <laughs> we're back at we're back at you with an episode though because this I, I i know i sound like a freaking broken record every single time but last week's fight card i would have loved to talk about it but you know i had to make a gary payton gp2 post that took up my for osu viewers count since the golden state warriors won the yes. um, nba title i had to make uh, a post for that which sucked up like all my time because kellen even though his photoshop skills are getting a lot better a lot better they're not like they're really good they're not no but they, it just takes me a long time to do things and like that's like one of the key things like getting faster at doing stuff yeah and so that's that's what kind of like that's what kind of takes me a while with these episodes too because like no one really helps me i edit all of them by myself so it's like a ton of work but yeah no i it is last week's fight card goat fight card of the year loki it was crazy with the amount of knockouts and everything yeah six i think yeah it was like there's like six knockouts and then the whole entire prelims was absolutely fantastic everybody yeah. from like phil hosbush to ron with <laughs> that fight was crazy Deron with has an absolute chin on him roman delidze was sick cody stamen even though you know i'm kind of starting to get over it you know I'm happy, I'm happy to see cody stamen get back on the right track even though it blew me off wasn't following him and he wouldn't give me an interview <laughs> it's okay eddie wineland though dude my mom even texted me bro eddie wineland probably i think he is gonna hang it up because he put his he took his gloves off in the center of the octagon but he's still like a savage though because he looks so good against uh his in his last fight against uh what was what's that one he's like the baby face dude it was um john castaneda but yeah cody stamen was way too much for maria Oliveira did really good against Gloria DePaul. She actually got a new fan in me for sure because she just like was attacking the entire time. Ricardo Hamas, sexy boy, obviously went... Is that his nickname? No. Oh. But he just, he's kind of like a Brazilian. Sexy boy? Sexy boy. Dude, his fitting back over was freaking sick. Jeremiah Wells versus Courtney McGee. And then, this is the main highlight that I just wanted to talk about through this car before we absolutely bounce into next week because I think, in my opinion, this is going to be the sickest stretch of fights. Like, remember last year, how towards the end of the year, how it was like, um, I think Max fought like Yair and then there's a few other cards. I was like, dude, this is like the greatest stretch in UFC history, but we are about, we just started the greatest stretch in UFC history by this last fight night and then into this next one between Mataj Gamron and Armand Sarukin, which is Kellen's dream fight. And then we get Max Holloway fighting Volk 3 versus Addis and then Adesanya versus Cannonier. And then we go into um, Rafael Fazi fighting, I think, uh, RDA, right? In the main event. Yeah, and then that's just like the freaking sickest thing. And in honor of that, I did a very special thing that is, um, like, just kind of highlights how sick the lightweight division is. Even though all bantamweight gets all the cred, but lightweight division is sick. But okay, Natalia Silva though. I don't know. Did you watch? You watched her fight? It was, uh, she was against the um, J- yeah, J- Jasmine Judah Vicious girl or whatever, and. This this chick almost okay. It's like because I made that video about how Javid Bashrod is the best guy we've seen so far in the 2022. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna split it into two columns. We got Javid Bashrod, and then now we have Natalia Silva. Because in my opinion, low key though, 
the Holly Silva's performance, the way she was throwing spinning techniques, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then the fact that she could, her foot, like her footwork, the way she moved around the octagon and was just like evading everything. Like Jasmine was just so confused. Like, how do I engage with this girl? Like, it was probably the most complete performance we've seen out of a fighter like this year. I know it's like recency bias and stuff, but the way she was throwing kicks, absolutely huh. piecing her up. It looks like she low key has knockout power. Like, if she connects on the chin, I think just Jasmine is just absolutely tough as hell. But like, as a 125er dude, she looks a little bit small but like she fights i mean it doesn't even matter like if you can't touch somebody if, she, if somebody can't get their hands on you it doesn't matter what the weight class is so i That's mean like true but she's an absolute killer dude and i think i'm, I'm gonna split it jimmy boshrot he's my number one and now natalia silva she's the best girl we've seen so far in 2022 dude like Dang. i know that she's all the rage right now between everybody even like daniel cormier which is like holy shit who is this person because the film on her when they're going into the fight looks so much different, different. from what she actually performed she 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 just took this opportunity and freaking ran with it so now she's That's sick yeah and now she's gonna be like i don't even know dude like by her based on her performance it's one of those cases same with javi where it's like okay we're at one 125 pound division and girls like let's throw her at the best like you could throw it like Aaron Blanchfield or something like that, dude. Like there's some serious killers there. So yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for Natalia. I'm just it's so sick when you get a really good like girl contender because mm-hmm. I feel like there are it's like I feel like there's a lot of girls that are just at the top and then there's like a big separate jump. big yeah. jump in town. But like I don't know, sick. And then Adrian Yanez, as we know, dude. Adrian Yanez, absolute killer. Um, Gregory Rodriguez, RoboCop, and then okay actually okay just because this card is so freaking stacked i'm sorry bianca Bianca has places to be and things to do but demir ishmagulov versus guram kataladze this kind of started this kind of like piqued my idea for what we're going to do later but demir ishmagulov versus guram kataladze i mean this was low-key if you knew the fight card if you actually know ufc like it was people's main event because even okay when you when bianca was watching it like you can tell that these guys the fact that they're not ranked is absolutely preposterous yeah because the way they're fighting is so high level you would have thought it was an absolute you even said that during it you're like the fact that they're not ranked but conor mcgregor is <laughs> is like crazy well not to say conor's not good or anything but it's just like these cats they're legit 155ers yeah. they're not just like 145ers that moved up and you know what i mean they're like these dudes are title absolute contenders and when i was watching it i was just like this is so unbelievably high level i I don't like people that are just randomly watching this on espn the main card or whatever they don't understand they they, they probably think this is the norm but it's like these two guys right here they're still young Mm -hmm. they're entering their prime and they are just the most well-rounded guys it was just really strange watching because i feel like it flew under the radar a little bit and it's like these guys they have it all like when guram guram is legit viking strong and so same with demir and when these guys were shooting both of them were getting like underhooks and like not even allowing them to even secure a takedown i think guram might have taken demir down like once but they're just so like when you watch these guys fight and then you watch like the top of the heap you're like oh yeah there's not that much of a gap here like there's no there's like almost zero holes in both of their game and i think it was like interesting the whole decision and stuff like the whole fight card, I mean, besides, like, the finishes, there were a couple, like, this in the main event where it's, like, probably could have went either way, but at the same time, I feel like since Guram, Guram, this guy, he mm-hmm. literally fought he fought the guy that is fighting in the main event this upcoming week, oh. and um, 
Garant beat him, but every but everybody know it was like one of the sketchy judging where it's like oh and because gamrot since then because guram kutataladze he's fought he fought mataj gamrot but he hasn't fought since that and uh, since then mataj has won like four fights a lot okay yeah but it, he, he was back sense. on like, I was like fight island yeah um, but it was like it, i feel I, I feel like it just kind of evens out because like everybody thought gamrot kind of low-key won that fight so it's just but I, at the same time i think demir's still edged it out even in like the second and third round and this is what i'm gonna say about demir's magulov that separates him from like a ton of the guys it's like he put he like i feel like a lot of guys do do this and stuff not to take anything away from him but when guys get down i feel like some of them do get discouraged but he realizes he's down in a fight and his coaches definitely won't bullshit him so he's gonna put the pace yeah, on I like you that and it's like he's gonna go out and try to win it even when he thinks he lost the next round. it's not gonna be another oh i'm gonna fill him out for the next round and look for my shot it's like well, i'm it's gonna go to find th- it go in thinking that you're down around than up one yeah. because then you're fucked if you're well, screwed if yeah. you're <laughs> sorry so that out on some on one this is completely off topic but on one of my pages uh youtube channels i watch this one guy he like works for sports illustrated grant cohen and he has just started recently like cussing on his channel which i'm not used to so it was like weird when i heard him say like fuck first time for the first time i was like when did when did this change it's like weird because you think of him as being like kind of professional even though he's kind of wild well yeah professional people can still cuss i know that but it's like it's weird he never did it before and now kellen i think it's kind of odd that the ufc bleeps out cuss words yes during the majorly like during the after the post interviews or whatever you're gonna watch a guy get his absolute face busted in for 25 minutes and then you're gonna get cuss out the f word and then he says f he says like fuck that was a good fight and he's like (gasps) sorry sorry <laughs> no bad. i just yeah i don't understand i'm like okay if you're watching the ufc i'm assuming you're like at a decent age or you're with family who's allowing you yeah. to watch people literally beat the living crap out of each other mm-hmm. so it's like i don't think a, a word is gonna affect anyone yeah. negatively no yeah it's it, the espn they should just accept it I, it's yeah. just like laws because abc owns it or whatever so it's oh. just when you're on national tv i just get i guess you can beat the crap out of somebody but you can't um, can't say a word mm-hmm. even with football meaning. and stuff too yeah that's so odd to me yeah but it is what it is okay and then walking buckley absolute savage i wish i could talk about this stuff more but i'm just always so late to the party this yeah. next one bianca's out of town though so this saturday you better believe i'm hopping <laughs> behind the mic and talking about <laughs> post-fight gamma because it's gonna be absolute flamer baby okay <laughs> kevin holland did so good tim dirty bird is looks like tom brady is absolutely a beast dude okay but the last one i really before we get in to the main juice calvin Cater versus josh Emmett, interesting fight like calvin Cater won that's what i thought yeah calvin was so mad Four, after five. he rewatched the calvin fight Cater, you like, can't tell me he lost i didn't all, actually watch it so i can't, you can't say tell anything. me that he lost all three of the first three rounds like you just can't make that out and it's clear he lost four and five like looking at his post fight though how badly i've never seen a guy's eyes shut like so swollen and look so beat up and cater did not even look that touch if the winner has to go get medical yeah if and the, the and winner the literally exactly like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me yeah so you look at that cat and then look at calvin cater calvin cater just had a mouse under his eye and josh emmett's whole like right side of his face was like swollen or left insanely side insanely swollen like the worst i've ever seen it's that jab calvin cater's jab baby but i was sad for calvin because it's just 
But this is what I was thinking about when I was w- waking up this morning. Is it's just so strange to me, and even though everybody harps on this all the time, but it's like. It's so weird to me that two guys can absolutely grind it out. It's like a sport where you're like outpointing each other, you're grinding, and then it's there's no final score at the end. You're just like what? You're, there's three people that decide who wins. Yeah. Like, I know that that that's the whole judging concept and stuff, and I sound like stupid saying it, but it's just a weird thing. The guys just pour their heart out into this octagon, and, and they're like outpointing, doing their own strategy, and then it's like okay, there's no final score at the end and then it's there's just three people that matter. I don't know. It's so weird. It is weird. In, in like football and stuff, you don't leave it up to anybody. It's just like you just go right at yeah. it and whoever has the m- most points at the end wins. Baseball, same thing. Even like soccer, basketball stuff. You don't let... Besides like referees and stuff, there's no one else that can determine the game. Dictate, yeah. So hmm. it's just like so weird to think about. That, that is two guys, it could be so close and then it's too, it's up to the opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's weird. I had an they extra round, baby. I don't know. Could, no, that that would actually that kill guys. Too much. If you went minutes. five, yeah, that would be too much. Especially how bad guys look after twenty-five minutes for sure. Thirty minutes is insane. Even twenty-five, I feel like, is a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But it, sometimes time flies by, especially when there's not a no, ton of yeah, action. I'm surprised how quick it goes sometimes. Yeah, but. Last last week's card, it's going to start the goat stretch ever, and we're entering the absolute holy grail. So let's get into this, okay, baby? Let's go. Armand Sarukia. Are we doing a game? Yeah. Do you want to do the game? I want to hear the game. Yeah. Okay, let's do the game. Let's do the game before we get into the card. So what I made is UFC Lightweight mm-hmm. Contenders tier, tier list, list. Okay? okay but i made my own tier list because i didn't feel that like making it so good account. you made that yourself yeah i didn't want to make a thing because like this upcoming weekend is sick between Mata- uh Gamera and armand sarukian they're lightweights we had last week we had uh demirish magula versus guram katataladze and then we have um max holloway versus alexander volkanovsky which could have lightweight implications because well, as we've seen um uh alexander volkanovsky he wants to potentially call out charles Oliveira if he uh, gets a dub which begs the question can max do the same can he steal can he alex's yeah. what alex wants and then call out Oliveira. Oliveira, because that's I mean, what you want it's the exact same thing. Because if Alex wins, beats it's the Max, winner. Yeah, the winner of that fight should automatically dude, be, fight so Oliveira. Freaking sick for sure. But I mean, there's tons of people waiting. We should you post that all in all gear no game. Yeah, we can. That looks really good. Just like screenshot that and put it up. Because when was the last time you posted on there? Not that. Uh, While well, you were in Kentucky or Dashville. Kentucky. <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's right that's but it right. was a stupid one it was just like no it wasn't okay you're too hard on yourself well it was it was just like what would you want on your main card i love you no one even knows how to do that okay okay. Um, <laughs> okay but uh now and then uh, after the max oh, sorry. <laughs> scratch i have scratches on me she's picking at the scab um we have RDA versus Vaziv, Vaziv, Raphael, which is craziness. So my light UFC lightweight contenders tier list. Get ready for this. So okay. I have four tiers, and I just want to preface this with the fact that everybody in the UFC are killers. So I'm not. This is not to downplay anybody. This is just what Kellen believes. Did your stomach grow? Yeah. You need to eat. 
I do. I know, but I've been preparing for this, okay? Because <laughs> I usually wait for you to get here and then prepare. But I already did it in, ahead of time, okay? But <laughs> this is what I want to preface this is, okay, everybody in the UFC, obviously absolute killers. Anyone in the fights in the MMA is killers. But this is what Kellen, like I've said, this is what Kellen believes. Kellen's who will opinion. win the title? So my first tier is, who will win the title, okay? Second tier, silver tier, like second place, who will get to a title fight eventually in their career? And number, and then the third one is bronze. Like, who will get to a number one contender's Contender. fight and like maybe win, maybe lose? I don't know. And then the last tier know. is like who's going to be a perennial top fifteener. And also, what I have to say is, I included Volkanovski and Max in this. And obviously, Max has fought for a interim title fight. But like, we're just going to like excuse all of that from this point forward. Like, who is going to get to yeah. these spots? Yeah. Okay. And we have everybody from young cats to guys that have been there before to there guys. There might be people I don't know. And well, all the guys I've picked besides um, Max haven't fought for a lightweight title. Some of them are ranked, some of them are fluctuated. But yeah. So we'll just try to run through this because I have a significant amount of guys here. Yeah. No, these are a good amount. But these are, but these, this is just how to show. This just goes to show how deep it is. So, right, I'll just list them off really fast. So, at the bot, like, at the bottom, I, I have uh, not at the bottom, but like just, just at the bottom li- of my list. list Benoit Saint Denis, Eros Medic, Ignacio Bahamondes, Manuel Torres. Some of these guys are so new. Jamie Malarkey, Grant Dawson, Claudio Poyes, Terrence McKinney, Ilya Taporia, who was fluctuating between one forty five and one fifty five. Patty Pimblet, Guram, Demir Ismagulov, Tiago Moises, Rafael Faziv, Armand Sarukian, Mataj Gamrot. Um, Joel, Joel Alvarez, Jalen Turner, Benil Dariush, Islam Makachev, and then the two featherweight goats. That's crazy that you know all their names by heart. Like this, there's not a single writing of their name. It's all the just pictures. Yeah. We need to do a snippet of this and like maybe put it on the video. Do you know how to do that or no? Yeah. Yeah. That way we can. That's what show I did with my UFC fight like. card one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like flashed it. We should do that with this for sure. Okay, you want to start off with guys. You, you want to start off with like guys that we think will be in top 15 guys yeah that we we'll think, start yeah okay guys, or should we just go in order and then put them wherever we want okay yeah let's go in order from the you, bottom i'll yeah, ask you, you ask okay me. if alexander volkanovsky beats max holloway do you see him if he because we'll just say that the, it's either going to be a title fight or win title okay if he fights charles Oliveira, do you see him just getting to the title fight or do you see him actually beating charles Oliveira? I don't know. I don't know if he could beat Oliveira. They're kind of different to me. Like, I we'll, could... we'll leave Alex off the list. So we'll just say, because obviously if he beats um, Max, he's going to call he's for the gonna, title. Yeah. And so he'll obviously get in a title fight. Do you think he'd win the title against Charles? I don't Charles? know if he would win it. Okay. So we'll leave him off. Yeah. He won't win the title. Okay. I'm going to leave him. Yeah. All right. We'll, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'll think about it. Do you think if Max wins... Because he's already beat Charles at 145. But if he actually fight, if he called him out and got a title fight, I, do you think he'd if beat If I'm him? being honest with you, I've never seen Max fight. So I don't know. How is that possible? I don't know. I've seen oh, I've seen Volkanovski. I think Volkanovski might beat him more than Alex. Do you think Max <laughs> might lose to Alex? I mean, it's, it's completely plausible. I don't know. I think I have Volkanovski winning that. Just because I've seen him fight twice and yeah. I've never seen a Holloway fight. This is the thing. This is going to be fantastic for Bianca to see because there's yes. levels to this shit. Yeah, Nobody's exactly. giving problems. Like Max is not Korean zombie. Max is going to touch up 
Alexander. Like that's yeah, just a fact. Yeah. Like it's just like oh, there's yeah. levels to this. Shit. Zone, that was so dumb. <laughs> they should have been stopped at like round no. Three. And he even said he was like, I was feeling bad for him. Yeah, I know. He was like, oh yeah, that's somebody. Uh, Cody Stamen was saying that against Eddie yeah, Wineland. He, he was like, he was he's, like, he's like, bro. I was like, what are we doing here? He kept calling out the ref like, what yeah. are we doing here, ref? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. God damn! Imagine that. You're like fighting at the highest level possible, and you have to like and tell the the, ref- the fighters calling you out about yeah. your refing. Oh, but goddamn! I was going through this random ass. This is not fucking funny at all. But I was going through this UFC page. It was like Pablo Costa MMA. Shout out to them or whatever. But they haven't posted in a while. But they're like MMA memes, and uh-huh. they did an award show. And speaking of Benoit Saint Denis, when he fought um, Zaleski dos Santos, remember the guy Vichela? Or no, not it was like that one dude on fight island i think this was the fight but he like should have stopped it and he didn't that one stupid ref i forget oh, what his name was maybe. it started with a v or something but he gave that guy ref of the year on his like mma awards it was so messy. jokingly up. yeah but it was like it was hilarious to me but, at but the, was the fight oh the, was that the one that they everyone was like he needs to be fired yeah it was the yeah yeah he got fired like he he got oh like, he did he get got fired, fired mid card Oh, he did that's all right. the he was rest of his assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was this guy that it was in it. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong on that, but yeah. Dang. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Okay, so I guess <laughs> I guess we don't see I I personally think I'll just put it up there for fun. I okay. think Max could potentially win, win yeah. a title okay, if he was matched. Okay, then we'll just put then just put Volkanovski title fight. Yeah. yeah volkanovsky would get a potential title fight i think even if he did move up and just was straight at starter from scratch i think he could get up to a title fight i agree yeah depending who he's fighting it's all about matchups baby okay islam makachev you think he could win a title one day yeah because he's obviously gonna fight for a title or be in a number one contender i think that he could, could win. definitely win a title yeah. for sure we'll he's just crazy. we'll stack these guys up shoulder to shoulder so it's close Bidil Daryush, this is kind of tough. I don't think he really watched him fight. Really grappling oriented, but super freaking tough. And he's obviously these the the, the guys in the top five. It's obviously tough because they're obviously going to be fighting in number one contender fights. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that he'll get to a, a title fight at some point. But I just don't know if he's got the skill set to like, like on the feet to like. Because like when you're fighting a guy like Charles Oliveira, he's gonna he could match you to for dad on the ground, mm-hmm. and then he obviously has the advantage over you on the feet. Like, yeah. he can knock you out at any time. Like, if you're putting Justin Gaethje on his booty, he's going to put everybody else in the division on their butt. Like, like, he wants to fight Connor, dude. I know that everybody knows this and stuff, but he, he wants to get that Connor money fight. It's such a bad fight for Connor. It's such a bad fight for Connor. Connor has, he, he has five minutes in the first round to do something. Because we've seen this story over and over again. If, like, if Connor hurts him, no one's going to be like, oh my God, Connor McGregor. Everybody's going to be like, oh yeah, remember when um, Dustin Poirier and uh, Michael Chandler and uh, Justin Gaethje hurt him? Oh yeah, they got choked out. <laughs> <laughs> or they got knocked out yeah it, so, so it doesn't really mean yeah much. yeah for sure okay jalen turner six three absolutely anomaly he just beat he beat jamie malarkey in his last time out he has his what fi- do you have him? fight lined up 15 he has a fight lined <laughs> up against um brad riddell who's Are in the top give 15? like a bio of everyone no each time no no it's okay but like it's good context <laughs> It is a good contact. No, I'm kidding. Please keep doing it. I it think actually that, helps me. I know. really do think that he, because just because of his attributes, him just like Joel Alvarez, 
I really think that he's going to be a top 15 guy. He's only 27. I was he joking could, when I said that. He could get to a number one contender fight, but it's just going to be so tough considering the fact, this is my reasoning, okay. is that so many other guys that are on the rise are like his exact same age. Yeah. So it's like maybe, actually, I'm going to say he gets to a number one contender fight because he's already like, he's on a big fight, big win streak. And so it's going to be interesting. This looks so good. This is crazy Thank how you. good you make this. Joel Alvarez absolutely ran through Tiago Moises, beats a couple good guys, and then he lot, he ran into Armand Saruk and he's fighting next week. I think that he is going to be a perennial top 15er, but I just don't know if he's going to be getting a number one contender fight. He's still so young and stuff, but it's uh-huh. like it's really difficult to see because he does have like the skills, especially on the ground, and he obviously has one-punch knockout power. I don't know why it's behind it. It doesn't really matter. But no. he... It's just going to be interesting. Some of these guys are so grappling oriented. And as we saw when he got to the ground against a guy like Armand Saruki and he just elbowed in the face the whole time. So it's like if he's fighting a striker, definitely, definitely, definitely. But it's like if you're just getting up to that upper echelon of guys, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Mataj Gamrot, I definitely think this cat is going to be fighting for a title at some point in his career. He's so young still. Win or lose. How old is he? I think he's like 27, 28-ish. Okay, it's not super, super in. Young. Well, when you think that's of like, like Michael Chandler prime, being thirty six, it's like Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I mean like you have eight more I mean, depending on how much damage you take and stuff I, like look that. Look how cute you're Kellen and I this is so off topic, but he has his clear phone case and we're filming on his phone. And I found <laughs> like a couple weeks ago a four leaf clover at my house and so I put it in my um the back of my phone case and in the same like area it's where I like Kellen usually parks and I say bye. And we were like, let's find one for you. And he found one himself at my house again. So then he put one in his phone case. So now we both have four leaf clovers in the back of our phone case. Either. And it's cool because I can see it. Yeah. And it's still looking good. Still got that chlorophyll in it. It's still green. It's not dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also want to clarify top 15. Like that could range from like obviously top 15. But like I should have made more things like top 10, top five. But. It's fine. Top 15 works. Okay. And then Armand Sarukian, as I made a video in the past, man's, in my opinion, one of the only guys equipped to beat Islam Makachev. And I really do believe he's going to win the title. Because I think if Islam wins the title, mm-hmm. it's, if those guys fight, it's like, I think Islam wins five times. I think um, Armand wins five times. It's one of those, they're just so equally matched. And then Rafael Fazeev's going to be fighting RDA in a few weeks. I think man's is going to get to a title fight. But I just don't know if he's going to get that job done in time. Just because there's so many guys that are so, that can match him. As crazy as it sounds, uh-huh. I know that Armand and him are teammates at like Tiger Muay Thai or whatever. But there's so many guys I feel like they can match him. Even though this is wild to say. I feel like they're competent enough to beat him on the feet. And then kind of grind him out with the wrestling. Even though Rafael does have great takedown defenses. So tough to call. But I really do think that he'll get to his title. But I don't know if he can win that title baby okay now we're getting into some absolute young guns we'll go to we'll go back to the bottom so manuel torres he made his uh ufc debut not that long ago (sighs) as of right now it's like since he hasn't had a ton of fights i do think top 15 i think that he's gonna be a top 15er but like (coughs) the guy has one punch knockout power like daniel cormier says (coughs) throws punches from just absolute awkward angles and when it catches you you're absolutely thrashed Mm -hmm. so I think that he's going to be a top 15er. Same with Ignacio Bahamundes as of right now. He's yeah. just so long and tall. He's absolutely fantastic. 
after, ever since his loss to John McDessie. He's on like a two-fight streak now. So, yeah. And then Eros Medic, I think he's going to be also top 15-er. Um, and then I do think that um, Benoit Saint-Denis is going to be a top 15-er as well. Okay. Now this is where it gets a really interesting. Cause <laughs> I want to rank Patty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you? We'll go to Patty Pimblet. What do you think Patty's ceiling is, considering the fact that he has done really well against like Luigi Vendramini and uh, Kazula Vargas, I believe. But I just think he's so funny looking. Yeah, I know his haircut's absolutely cash. I don't know if he get a number one contender fight. Do you think? It's gonna be a tough one. Mm, I, I mean, it's, he's just so young right now. I think that he has the power and all the skills. Ground I still game. Think he's top fifteen though, huh? Oh, he'll be a top fifteener for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you don't think number one contender, though? I think that he can get there eventually. And he's so young, it's hard to tell. It's true. I think that he'll get to a title fight eventually. Yeah. Whether, well, just because of star power. Think about but it. Conor I mean, McGregor you could has say that for all of the people in the top 15. Hmm? You could say that's that. That's not true. Who do you, right now, that's in the top 15, not see ever getting a contender fight? Dan Hooker. Yeah. No, I mean who we have ranked currently in the top 15. Like in, like the, act- in the tier that we are doing. Oh, but yeah, like I think that Dan Hooker's number 13, Brad Burdell's 14, Diego Fajeda's 15. Like I don't think any of those guys. If RDA wins his fight against Rafael Fazeev, I mean like he could get one for sure, but he's already been the lightweight champion of the world, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. But who do I think in the top 15? They're just so young. Like yeah. it's going to be tough, but... I do think that so eventually we, Joel Alvarez, he could be uh For sure. Title fight. Okay. He's still so young. Yeah. Obviously Benoit Saint Denis is the probably the toughest man out of all of these, and that's what I'm French Special Forces, baby. <laughs> French He's Special the dude Forces? that was getting the ship beat out of and almost came back and won. Oh yeah. <laughs> in a weight class up too. Craziness. That is crazy. Um okay. So where should we put Patty then? Top fifteen or do you think contender fight? Probably I think just pa- top 15. By the end of his career, he'll fight for a title. Okay, then let's just put him in contender. Okay, we'll put just him in contender with Jalen. Just because I think he's so funny. Okay, for sure. All right, and then we'll go to Terrence McKinney, who absolutely runs through everybody. Got caught, He even caught Drew Dober and stuff. I think that he's so young still, he definitely will get to a title, title fight, fight at some point in his career. I really do think so. It's tough, but yeah. I could see it. Um... Who do you want to go next? Uh, the one cat in the middle, dead Ilya Teporia. Yeah. Okay, so he's a one forty five fluctuating. It's gonna be hard for him. He got his first lightweight winning over Jai Herbert, but for how much you talk about him and like all this good stuff you see, I feel like for sure title fight. I think that he'll get to a title fight eventually because I really do believe that he'll get he'll get that one hundred forty five pound strap, and then when he does, he's gonna want to move up. Yeah. The future is so bright for the lightweight division. It's insane. Don't you think? It is good to be a UFC fan because it's just getting it's better so and better. Bright. It's okay. so bright. Claudio Future is so bright, you got to wear shades. That was my sister's fifth grade promotion slogan. Future so bright, you have to wear shades. And then they all wore sunglasses in their promotion. Okay, continue. That was for fifth grade promotion? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Next one, Claudio Poyes, absolute freaking freak show. What is it? How many beat Gritzmacher and uh, uh, Clay Guida? What was it? Was it a knee bar? Something like that. Something wild. You're going to double check with me? 
what it was something like that dude <laughs> but he's an absolute sad boy yeah uh, let me check let me check that let me check that let me check that let me not check that it's gonna take too long <laughs> okay that. i think claudio Poyes, he'll find his way into a uh, number one contender fight at some point in okay. this courier courage now grant dawson i think that he will be a perennial top 15er okay i think that he's really good but when it comes to like flashiness it's tough yeah there's so many guys that can just end your night in an instant and grant dawson is so freaking good so well-rounded but it's like i don't know man when he was fighting leonardo santos he's like losing the entire fight i think i think that's who's i I don't know kellen hasn't slept a lot so brain (laughs) foggy brain fog yes tiago moises so young and he got railed absolutely railed by joel alvarez i do believe that this man at some point in his career will get a number one contender fight it's just the size matters at this division and it's tough man it's so tough but i think that at some point he will become just because he did so good against islam he will get a number one contender fight title fight it's tough it's tough it's it's really (laughs) tough but he's so good everywhere and he has so much time to improve dude (laughs) jamie malarkey lost to this is a good looking list jalen turner I do think that he's going to be a freaking perennial top 15er just because his boxing. So he's going to stay shitty? Shitty is no, oh, no, no, kidding. no. He's fantastic. He's going, he he finds no, the I'm target. No, I'm not saying he's shitty. I'm saying, I feel like if you're stuck in your top fif- the top 15 for your all your career, that's just kind of sad. That happens to a lot of guys. I though. know. That's crazy. I feel like there should be more room to grow. Instead of just having this is a the title big leagues. fight. This is the big leagues. <laughs> this is the big leagues, honey. Okay. We have Guram Kutataladze, who just fought. Absolute Georgian Viking Sav boy. And he's going to get, at some point in his career, he's going to fight for that number one contender fight. And, you know, he could win that fight. He could not. But, I don't know, dude. Now, when it comes to, considering the fact that that, oh, frick god damn it what it's really hard for me to say guram won't get a title fight one day yeah then don't say that i guess i can just click on him and move him up a tier i guess i guess i can let's just say he gets a title fight here get this guram kutataladze (laughs) and demir ishmagulov they they're they're paths cross again one and day they fight and they fight for the lightweight championship of the world Ooh. but this in this highly anticipated bout demir ishmagulov fast forward like a year from now and kellen replays this wins the title happens okay i put demir ishmagulov as a future title winner because i think that that man has all the skills to beat anybody walking on the face of the planet that weighs in at 155 pounds on any given day so okay. running through this top 15ers we got joel alvarez manuel torres ignacio bahamandas uros medic um benoit santani grant dawson and jamie malarkey i think all those cats they're gonna be Fits staples okay. in the 155 pound division top 15 now as for guys that are on the precipice but never quite get there i'm not saying you can't because you definitely can but i think jalen turner patty pimblett claudio Poyes, and chuckle moises they'll get to number one contender fights okay and uh, we'll say that Patty Pimblett eventually he'll get a title shot just because of his he just is, has so much star power for sure. He just has something that the rest of the guys don't like on this list 
you know he has like oh. that conor mcgregor effect yeah where it's like different like he could lose two in a row and then be like okay i'll move up a weight division and get a freaking title fight okay. like it's like he's just built different now guys that'll <laughs> get to a title fight potentially um Benil Dariush, obviously, Alexander Volkanovsky, Mataj Gamra, Rafa Fazeev, Terrence McKinney, um, Ilya Teporia, and Guram Kutadaladze, okay? And I think that list is pretty solid. I could see, if I was to change one, I think Mataj is um, most equipped to beat the guys that are at the top tier. Uh-huh. So I think that he could he fluctuate move up. Yeah. for sure, but I'll leave it there. And then the guys that are have the potential to win the title that are currently obviously islam i think max if he moved up has a really good shot against a lot of the guys just because takedown defense is so underrated and he yeah. can piece you up big time and then obviously armand saruki and he's built like an absolute freak and then demirish magulov who also dude the guy has zero holes in his game so yeah that's my complete list of ufc lightweight <laughs> Take contenders a screenshot of that i will i'll, I'll file i'll save it save baby because then well once you save it can you redo it like re put them all at the bottom so mm-hmm. then you can screenshot that yeah cool. but yes sir that's exactly what i that's so fun i love doing tier lists yeah but that was what i have in mind i know that was kind of long but i mean the the lightweight division's deep it deserves a lot of attention baby it does okay what time is it okay really quick we have time we're really quick Two fifteen. we'll run through the last few little things okay we'll go Let's do our quick picks for this upcoming fight night, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Jin Yu Frey versus Vanessa Demopoulos. I'm going Vanessa. Okay. I will too. Mar- Mario Bautista versus Brian Boom Kelleher. This is fantastic. Kelleher. I'm going to say, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Boom is an absolute freak, dude. He's so good. No, he's, he's a freak. A, no, not like a freak like that. Like he's an absolute killer. Mm, I'm going to say that, weird. Um, I'm going to say Mario Bautista gets this dub. Okay. Because I just love his boxing. He's so is clean. Is he a lot younger than... Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, Cody Durden versus JP Bays. This is going to be interesting. I really am rooting for both of these guys because Cody Durden, he lost to Muhammad Mokayev in London. And then that JP Bays guy, he's had a rough-ass time. because he was going to go him. JP Bays? No, Durden. I, yeah, I love Cody Durden. I want him to... I, dude, this fight sucks because I want JP to win because oh. he's just had a really shitty time oh. with his whole girlfriend and stuff. Like well, no They got girlfriend. a divorce. So, wife yeah they got well yeah well yeah yeah wife they got like a divorce and then he was like forced to like he couldn't fight and stuff because he didn't have like a visa because like he was with her because the only reason he could like be in the country is because he was with her oh and stuff like that so like he physically couldn't work at all so i want jp to to win a green card i want jp to win i don't know dude it's gonna be tough but it's gonna be a hella good fight i know that so either way 50k goes both these guys for sure hallie and piper for sergey morzov this is gonna be killer sergey's coming off that absolute freak fest of a fight against douglas silva de andrage and then um Hallian, he had that tough fight against sugar sean sugar sean's been so set up for success it's absolutely insane but <laughs> i think sergey's gonna get the stub over Hallian. tj downtown brown filipino blood versus um nerd and becky nerd and becca i think tj's gonna get this dub because he has downtown brown is absolute wrestler so he's from phil or he's filipino no i just think say? he is filipino or something oh but he's got that absolute downtown brown power he can send you downtown that's a cool dick so yeah he's absolute killer carlos olberg versus tafan chukwi carlos olberg probably most attractive guy on the card Light, probably right remember he fought uh what's his what's that one guy oh, fabio charant <laughs> yeah. probably one of the top tens in the usc for and sure. he's from new zealand yeah 
Oh, oh and dude, oh. his uh, his nickname's the Black Jag. You okay. know he's got a jaguar we tail can, for sure. He can change that nickname, but <laughs> for Tafan Chukwe, I think that I'm gonna go um Carlos on this one. But Tafan, he yeah, I'm definitely going Carlos. Yeah. Umar Nurmagomedov versus Nate Mayhem Manis. I'm gonna go Ur- Umar. I'm gonna say Manis. Okay, but remember when we have a guy <laughs> named Nurmagomedov? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> remember remember when, <laughs> remember remember what i said sweetie about when they <laughs> and then we have one of our perennial lightweight contenders tiago moises versus christos Thiagos. i think that tiago is going to jump back on the right track after losing to joel um he's just too good not to succeed like that's just a fact christos Thiagos is hella tough though he had to fight armand sarukian and you know that is not a tough freaking you know that is not an easy you know that is not a tough task. Girl. <laughs> you know that okay, is not Josh Priestman versus Alain Bedell. I think Bedell is going to get the dub there. Neil Magny. Okay, okay, we're going to have to clip this right now. Okay. These two fights right here, the co-main and main event, absolute flame. These are my final predictions. Okay, okay. Neil Magny versus Shavkat Rachmanov. I really think that Shavkat is going to get this dub here, dude. And when Shavkat gets this dub, the sky is the absolute limit for this cat. Okay, and I will go as far to say that he's only probably even though he is granted he is like number 15 i'm saying (laughs) that it's only gonna take a few fights for him to get into that top five because when you're looking at full well-rounded cats shav cats that (laughs) i didn't get that strong one that means it wasn't that good but this shav cat guy shavkat rachmanov if he gets into that top 15, I mean top five, it's going to be absolute trouble for everybody because the guys that are good strikers, they can grapple a little bit. He's like a better striker and he can grapple better than you. So it's going to be insane to see what um, chaos he creates at that um, welterweight division, dude. Because yeah. the guys that, that are good strikers, he can hang with you at the striking level, but his ground game is probably better than yours. And then, like, guys that have good ground game, his ground game is, like, probably equal to yours, but he has a way better striking. So, it's going to be crazy. And he can spinning heel kick the crap out of anybody. Everything he sets up, like, you don't, nothing's telegraphed with this guy. You don't know what the hell's coming. So, I think that, (laughs) but the thing is, I'm, okay, enough about talking about Shavkat. I need to give my credit to Neil Magny, okay? One of the most durable guys that has ever, like, stepped foot in the octagon so it's gonna be crazy but 15 to 10 neil magny shavkat's gonna be able to jump up there he's gonna be top 10 when you're in the top 10 the world is your the division is your oyster baby so uh (laughs) yeah i just can't wait for this fight shavkat is must watch tv never lost a fight in his life neil magny so tough willing to fight anybody in the division so long absolute reach is a problem for everybody and neil magny just melts his opponent so i mean like I'm actually sad that I'm going to be missing. This fight is absolutely fantastic, okay? Now, moving on to the main. Kellen's dream fight has actually came into fruition. I hope nothing happens. Everything has to go smoothly. This is five five five-minute rounds of just the best MMA. Like, this is going to be the best main event you guys have ever seen because... If you guys think the grappling's boring, watch these cats. If you think that striking... Or, like, if you think at any realm... You're just going to get the whole platter of MMA here. And it's going to be so sick. I think that there could be, a, there is a scenario in which 
some of their stuff cancels out, so this might stay on the feet the whole time. But Armand and Mataj, Mataj just loves to use his hands to set up his takedowns. And then Armand Sarukian can basically take anybody down to the division wherever he wants to. And when either guy is on top, it's going to be so sick because it's going to be a significant challenge for both of them because whenever a guy's on the bottom, you're not going to be able to hold either guy down. Like, it's going to be a serious... It's going to be absolute flames no matter where this goes. The ground and pound is going to be vicious. The striking is going to be insane because both these guys have one-punch knockout power. Um, good luck to whoever tries to calf kick the other person because both <laughs> of these guys have... I mean, if it's like if you fused my body into one, my, my legs into one, and then like just terrifying. gave them one of their legs, it's massive. Armand Sorukian is a freak show, and if there's anybody to beat him, it's got to be Mataj Gamera. So these guys, dude one fight away from a title i don't know we like i don't know this is this is this is big time stuff and final pick not gonna give you one what i can't give you one what? because i like both of these I guys so equal. To that. Okay. okay you want to know what i think is gonna happen yeah i think that metallic gamrot is gonna have really early success and i think potentially could fade later and who's not who's gonna be there in later rounds Armand Sarukin's going to be there. That dude is built absolutely different. And I just really believe that he, even though this fight is razor thin, it's got to be Armand that gets the dub here. There's nowhere this fight goes where Armand's going to be concerned. Okay. And I don't think other people can really say that. I do. Mataj has fantastic knockout power. He has the wrestling and grappling ability to get up and take anybody down. But I'm going Armand. And You're nobody gets finished here. Armand. No one gets finished here. It's going all five it's rounds. It's going all five rounds. And it's going to be a split decision probably. But I just see Armand scraping it out. I'm so curious. What if one of them gets knocked V? There could be a sub. You think if anything there's going to be I a sub? I just don't think there's going to be a finisher. Too, they're too good. Yeah, that's true. These guys are so equally matched. But this is... This is much watched TV. I know I say that a lot about stuff, but <laughs> this is much watched television, dude. Much watch. Okay. Last thing. Last thing. Promise. On God. Promise. <laughs> we got Kel Dog absolutely got the biggest news of his entire life. I mean, okay. Easy Kel on cheese. Probably but is. This He's is gonna have crazy bantamweight get. shenanigans here, okay? Song Yudong got mashed up with Corey Sanhagen. And, you know, couldn't be better. This is a fight that Kellen would make if he was a matchmaker in the UFC. Because it is... There you go. This is Song Yudong versus Corey Sanhagen. Song Yudong number nine, Corey Sanhagen number four, baby. I mean... That's crazy. This fight is psycho. Because Song Yudong starts off so fast. And if you're going to get Corey Sanhagen out there, I guess you got to start fast. Because one does not simply take out Corey Sanhagen, right? Peter Young couldn't do it. The only guy yeah. that could really do it in like recent memory that I even remember is um, the current champ. Is he pissed that he's fighting a number nine ranked then? Like, no. What happens if no, here's, Song wins? Here's the thing here. I, I, honest to God, believe that beating Song Yudong and derailing him is probably one of the biggest things he could do for his career right now. This is oh. a young cat, one of the youngest on the roster, absolutely surging. And what does it say about Corey Sanding taking this fight? It says that he does not give a single yeah. shit and will yeah. take out anybody in the division. True. So I think it says more than anything. He should not be scared. Corey Sanding has all the skills to beat Song Yudong, but Song Yudong so unbelievably dangerous. Like No matter where this fight goes, it's so What happens tight. if Song wins? If Song wins, 
you better believe that sucker is one fight away. He's going to be a one fight away from a title shot. Really? And it's going to be crazy because all those guys, besides Corey Sandigan in there, are fantastic matchups for Song Yidong. What are you going to match Song Yidong up with Marab if Marab gets by Jose Aldo? Because that's the next fight that Marab versus ah. Jose Aldo um, got announced. And that is a fantastic matchup for Marab. I really do think Marab has a, a chance here. This is the thing. This is what I was going to say about this. It's great matchmaking because I think if you matched up Sandman with Marab, it's going to be a tough fight for Marab because we've seen Marab get cracked and stuff. And I just, Marab, he, Marab, I'm going to say this before anything. Marab has the most grit out of anybody in the bantamweight division. And that division is stacked. Marab is so tough to put away, but Sandman, dude, one does not simply put away Corey Sandman. Corey Sanhagen makes it to five rounds no matter how bad the fight is going for him. And you know how many times fights haven't went his way? Yeah. Not very, not yeah. not, not many, That's dude. Crazy Even the fight about. he loses, he wins against TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> and TJ Dillashaw's fighting for the title against Aljo. So I just cannot wait for these fights. That's going to be good. Early predictions, though. I want, you guys know, I love Song Yidong with all my being. And you I think. You don't want him to win. I just don't. It's so tough, dude. I really could see this is a big jump up in competition for um, Songy, and I could see Sandman just melting him over a period of time because I do think it's going to be a main event. But I just Songy Dong that front, that lead leg kick. I mean, is this um, not a main event? Huh? Yeah, I think it is. The song versus Sandman is going to be a main event. I'm pretty sure. But his front head kick, front leg head kick is so lightning fast and the way he just can put anybody's lights out he doesn't even have to hit you clean dude so sandman's got to be careful but he's just so durable so it's gonna be a five-round war also marab versus aldo i mean i'm just happy they didn't match sandman up with marab because that fight would have been very interesting but Why? i just think that song has the skill set it's just so that weird better? i don't know I, I it's not like i don't want to sound like stupid or anything but it's just i really do think that marab would have a tougher time against Sandman than Yadong has against Sandman. Just because Marab, huh. he does leave openings, and I feel like Yadong's tighter boxing. Okay, yeah. You kind of have to be more But if the fight goes to the ground, Marab is as good as it gets. But Marab, he throws haymakers, and he can put anybody's lights out for sure. So it's just those those, four fight, so those two fights right there. Just perfect. Beautiful. And Marab, has a, he does have a good chance to get Jose. Jose is so great. It, both of these fights... You're just gonna get it. You're gonna see it all. Just like this main event that's coming up this weekend. I all both of these fights, Marab versus Aldo, Sandman and Yudong, they're gonna go everywhere. Somebody's gonna shoot for a takedown. It, it, one that could cancel out though. I could see Yudong and Sandman just freaking going Piotr Jan versus uh, Sandman and just stand and bang the entire time, which I really do think favors Sandman. But Song, if he gets on the inside, touches your chin, it's over. <laughs> Lights out. We're gonna see some things that have never we've never seen before in these fights. Like we're gonna see somebody like get taken out, dude. It's so hard. Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna end it. We're gonna end it here. We'll talk about it more later when they get closer. It's but a long episode today. Absolute sickness, baby. This was fun. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you for Thank watching. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we shall be back on Saturday after. Uh, well, he'll be back. Sarukian. I'll be gone. Versus Gamrot. Kellen's gonna be really surprise that something's gonna happen that's absolutely wild i'm I just excited feel it, to see your reaction feel it in my bones okay bye also don't put uh wait before you say bye don't bet don't bet on this it's too close it's too close don't put those wallets away bet. lock them up because don't bet on it anything can happen bet on shop though no disrespect to neil magni but 
I actually bet on Neil Magny. I don't know. Bye. Bye.